The next stop is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. So here we are. My name is Chris Nessie. I am joined by my Yankee podcast compadre, AJ Bianco. And this is the first episode of The Chase for 28. What's going on, AJ? Chris, how are you? So glad we can get this thing moving. We are very excited to bring episode one of The Chase for 28 as the hot stove for the baseball season is heating up and our Yankees are the center of attention for the moment. That's never a bad thing. Last time I checked. That's typically where we want to be on the back page and at least within the top three stories on SportsCenter, right? Always. I think right now, though, and we're not going to talk about this because we shouldn't give them the time of day, but the Mets are actually the number one story in New York. So good for them for the moment. They win free agency. (laughs) They they won last week. There you go. Uh, Because they have the newest owner in baseball. But again, we are not here to talk about, as my third grader calls them, the mutts. (laughs) I like it. I like it too. Uh, So as we said in our teaser trailer, uh, we're going to be talking a lot of Yankee baseball here on this podcast, and we are two different kinds of fans. And these episodes are going to be our opportunity to talk about something we're passionate about. And that, of course, is the Yankees, Yankee baseball, all things Bronx Bombers. Here at the beginning of the episode, though, and we're going to do this every episode, we're going to give you some Yankee trivia because all great Yankee fans have a lot of useless Yankee trivia rolling around their brains. And AJ and I, we are no different. So our trivia question for this episode, the question is, which former Yankees and Red Sox pitcher holds the Yankees all-time record for most regular season complete games pitched with 261? All right, here are your options. A, Red Ruffing. B, Babe Ruth. C, Herb Pennick. D, Roger Clemens. Think about that. We'll have an answer for you later in the episode. All right, AJ. We got a couple of topics here in this episode. We want to talk about some Yankee free agents. We want to talk about some Major League Baseball free agents. Uh, There's some trade chatter, and we're also going to touch on what's going on down below in the minor leagues of the Yankee organization. Where do you want to start, my friend? Let us start with our Yankees free agents who are... I guess non-tenured, non-tendered, tendered. You crossed the streams there with non-tenured. I did. I did. I brought the education world into the baseball. Oh, non non-tendered, ten. Wow, I can't now. I can't say it. The guys who didn't get their money. There you go. Keep it simple. So who's not getting paid? For for me, I'm I'm taking away Hap, but I'm taking away Paxton as my one and two. So uh, I was not excited for the J J A Hap trade when it happened. Um, and Paxton, I thought, would be 
a nice addition to the Yankees rotation, but neither of them have been successful. So I'm okay to, to let them go. I, I wasn't happy about Jay Happ either. And James Paxton, AKA big maple has been anything but big maple. You might as well call him little sapling. Not going to be sorry to see them go. And I hope that neither one of them are in the Yankee rotation in 2021. And it's amazing when you think about both these guys, Jay Happ and Paxton. Paxton's hype grew simply because of his no-hit game that he had with Seattle. And, and being there, a big lefty. Being a big right, lefty. Right. And from there, it was just, oh, this guy's this guy's a top-notch pitcher. And, and it really didn't, didn't come to fruition at all. Even during that season, he was pretty okay. And for the Yankees, we didn't give away much to, to be upset about. I mean, we gave up Sheffield, and, and he's been he's been decent, but he he was never really ne- he was never going to be the starter that the Yankees thought he was going to be. As for Jay Happ, it's amazing to watch him and his regression because when he was with the Blue Jays, he was beating the Yankees and the Red Sox like crazy, and now you put him against these big names, and he's just getting hit all over the place. And I don't know if it's age, I don't know if it's injury, or or if people just know his motions now, but he's just been a major disappointment. I agree. And, and uh, you know, going back to uh, to Paxton, I mean, he, he came here off of a 2018 season where he was 15 and six, sorry, 11 and six. He was 15 and six in 2019, his first year with the Yankees. So again, I, we're both in agreement that neither one of them should be here. And I'm glad the Yankees did not extend offers to them. Look, I'd love to see Paxton, especially as a lefty with numbers like 15 and six. That's great. But well, who are the 15 wins against, I guess, is the question that we always ask because when we put him in the big spots, I think he folded a little bit. Uh, I know he had slow starts the year, if I'm if I'm correct. I'm trying to actually remember like how he started. But I know he he was here and there in, 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 uh, in his first season. But he got hot, and then he got cold, and then he didn't do anything in the playoffs. So, you know, you think about New York and you think about the Yankees, you're thinking about a guy who's going to be able to withstand the pressure. And I don't think that's him. I think he's good for a smaller market. I think that's why he was good in Seattle. It's quiet. You know, he can do some damage up there. And when they start winning some games, you know, it it gets attention. But for New York and for big market teams, even if he wasn't in New York, if he was with Houston or if he was with uh, the Red Sox, we'll go with those two, you know, I don't think he would be as successful. You know what? I got to oppose you on that. I feel like if the Yankees didn't get him and he left Seattle and say Houston picked him up a couple years ago. He'd probably be lighting it up in Houston. Some about Houston pitchers who have been successful when they get there. Some Maybe some garbage cans or something like that. <laughs> or, or again, you know, or if the Red Sox had gotten or the Rays had gotten him. I feel like if he went to anybody else but the Yankees out of Seattle, again, it's not the bright lights of the big city. Yeah, there are expectations in other cities, but the lights shine a little brighter in the Bronx. You're right. And he, he is a good pitcher. And he'll be good somewhere as long as that back holds out. I mean, I, if I'm correct, we did not see him for one start in 2020. Correct? He was supposed that, to come back. Uh, he pitched 20 and a third innings this year. Wow, forgettable. five games, five starts. Yeah, forgettable. What was the, what was his numbers? Um, he was one and one with a six six four ERA. Wow, wow. Twenty three hits in innings? twenty innings. That's crazy. That's crazy. Gave up seventeen runs in twenty innings. Fifteen of those runs were earned. Four home runs, seven walks, 26 strikeouts. Unreal. Well, I wish both those guys luck as they uh, move on, uh, unfortunately. 
you know, two lefties gone from the Yankees rotation. Just for uh, for laughs, if they came back on lesser money, obviously not getting that 18.6 qualifying offer, would you bring them back for less money? Which one? Give me one because you can't, you're not going to take both. Well, which, which one would you want? <sighs> I, I, I would go Paxton. Less money, two-year deal, maybe a one-year deal club option, but nowhere near $18 million a year, obviously. If you do 18 million total for two years, that might be a different story. Maybe. But I want to say Paxson, but I feel like Hap is, is a, he can endure more. You know, he hasn't really been hurt as Paxson going out with the back thing. You know, even when, when he, when he heard about that, it was a shock. So I don't know. I don't know if his back is now an issue. I don't know if that, that I'll go Hap just because maybe there's something about Hap I like a little more. Maybe it's the way the ball moves. I know he's not like a power pitcher, and that's what Paxton's supposed to be. But maybe I'll go Hap. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take Hap for two years, eighteen mil. That, that's that's so, so at all. We okay, right? But if they were, we'd be willing to take back one of them at the right price, but right. not what they were making. Which makes sense. All right, we got another guy on the list here who is a uh, a free agent. Brett Gardner. Yeah, Gardy. It's, it's, this is a hard decision for me. I, I really do like Gardner, and he is, now I'll say this word correctly, he is the longest tenured Yankee. And, uh, and, I, and I really think he's an energy guy, and, and he's a clubhouse guy, and, and I don't want to see him go. But I feel like the numbers that I heard, and I don't remember what they were at the top of my head, but for one-year deal, maybe even a two-year deal, I don't think there's a place for him right now. I think it's time to pass the torch. And as much as I didn't enjoy the player a couple years ago, I think Frazier is the guy that's going to take his spot and should take his spot going forward. I agree. I, I think, again, Gardner is 36 years old. I mean, he played 49 games out of, out of 60. I, I, again, I, you hear some people say, you know, throw out the 60-game season. Right. They still played a season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so played 49 games, 130 at-bats. Scored twenty runs, twenty nine hits, you know, five doubles, a triple. What 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 do we think of when we think of Guardy? Stolen bases, Speed. three. Yep, speed, exactly. And, but he's thirty six years old, right? To go in another direction, he's not the Flash, and that's not the Yankees' game, right? They're not small ball. They're not small ball, and I think he kind of fell in line with the home runs. And you think of the two two thousand nineteen season, he was hitting home runs left and right, which is great for him. You know, it, it allowed him to stay that one more year with the Yankees. Um, but I don't, I don't think he fits anymore. You know, he doesn't have the speed. He got he got hot at the end of the year. He was very cold. Yeah. You know, it, it, uh, in uh, August, right? He was at one point he had like one hit and twenty two at bats. So that was like a whole month for him. He was splitting time with Frazier, who was showing him up left and right. Um, I do like Gardner. I, I would miss him. He's my wife's favorite Yankee at the moment. And uh, I think it's time. I think it's time, though. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know how he's going to be used. But when you think about him, it's, it's speed. His defense is average. He doesn't have a cannon for an arm. So, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather see Frazier take spot in left field. And we'll solidify our outfield. I'm really hoping that, that Hicks in center field will be back to 100%. I agree. I, I always default back to, and we've talked about this before we even started this podcast. You know, I always bring up the fact that after 2009, they let Hideki Matsui walk off of a World Series MVP. Mm-hmm. And he went on to play a couple more seasons, but 
And there were a lot of people unhappy with that. But I, I think that kind of worked out at that time to let Matsui walk away. And, you know, I've heard, you know, between the different sports radio stations and, you know, things that I read, you know, people say, you know, Gardner should have his chance to to exit properly and, you know, get to play in front of the fans and everything. And I'm sorry, he's Brett Gardner. He's he's not Derek Jeter. He's not, you know, he's not these, he's not not a legendary Yankee that deserves a season long celebration of, you know, the career that was Brett Gardner. Mm -hmm. He's been a good player for the Yankees. I, 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 his career, I don't think warrants a huge celebration with, you know, a patch on the Jersey or, you know, anything like that, you know, (laughs) he'll never be in center field. He'll never, he'll be back for old timers day. People will remember him very well, but I don't, I don't think we need a celebration or a, 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 a farewell tour when he retires, which should be next year or two. I think two years is even too long. And, and he's somebody who, again, we, we talked about Hap and Paxton. I would not bring him back for less money for another year. I, it's time to cut the cord and let Gardner plant his seeds elsewhere. I like that. And and, and I don't want to take it take that away from you because that was, that was a good one. And that should be like a mic drop. <laughs> but I was kind of surprised with the money he got going into the 2020 season, I was very surprised with how much they paid him. And and I know it was upwards of, I think maybe 15, maybe 11 or 15 mil. It was something like that. And that kind of surprised me for the one year deal. I mean, I guess they pay him for his, his uh, season in 2019, but his 2020 was nowhere close. And I don't think it would have been close. if It was a full season. Yeah. I mean, last year he made $10 million. All right. 10 mil. Okay. Thank you, Brett. Peace. <laughs> Peace out. All right. Three more guys on our list. We're going to save the best for last, though. And we're going to look at two more pitchers. We'll say Tanaka and Adam Warren. Who do you want to take with that one, Chris? I, I could do without both. I do Ooh. not need Masahiro Tanaka back. And uh, okay, I'll, I'll take Adam Warren back. See, uh, again, for him, I felt like he had his, his time here. So I'm going to pass on Warren. But, you know, this is something, again, that we talked about before we even started recording. And with Tanaka, if the price is right and it's a short-term deal, maybe I would take him. I, I was not too happy with the last couple of starts he had. And I felt like his uh, I felt like his, his velocity was down. He didn't make it through five innings. So that is definitely something to be nervous about. But, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that's going to be a gamer. He's a guy who's going to continue to push through and really – try to put those innings out there. And I'm AJ, just I feel like for off. the last three seasons, I know we've been waiting for his elbow to explode. Yeah, I know. I know. I knew you were going to say that he's 31. He just came off of his, I guess it was a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven year deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he just came off his season making $23 million a year. He's not a $23 million a year pitcher. I'm sorry. No, no, definitely not. And it's going to be tough because, you know, we'll talk about this in a little little bit, but we have other free agents out there around baseball who are pitchers who are going to get There are free agent pitchers. Mm -hmm. There are other players on the roster who will soon be looking to make more money. Mm -hmm. All rise. He's going to want to get paid. I was going to say, our our right fielder is expecting some money soon. that's That's a different topic for a different day. We don't want to bring that up right now. Like a good Glaber, Torres is going to want to get paid at some point. Well, some team will pay him. That, ah, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> but again, if, if we're looking at Tanaka going back to 2014, 
wins and losses is kind of an overrated stat, but 13 and 5, 12 and 7, 14 and 4, 13 and 12, 12 and 6, 11 and 9, and this year it was 3 and 3. Now, granted, I give him credit for the fact that he took a fastball to the face and still pitched this season, but I, again, if we're looking around at what other teams in baseball are doing, and I don't want to get into analytics, I'm going to be 40 years old and I can't stand statistics. Uh, <laughs> and and you're, hopefully you're rolling your eyes in agreement that we don't need to be all analytical. Nope. Um, How that work in the playoffs? Yeah. So w- let's go out and find guys to pitch who, yeah, they go out and sign anybody. They could go out and sign Trevor Bauer tomorrow and he could show up to spring training and who knows what could happen. He, he could throw his elbow out in the first inning of spring training. Seems you like know? that would be a thing. <laughs> it could be a thing. Tanaka could go sign with the Cubs and go win the NL Cy Young next year. Okay, that could happen. But I would but I would be willing to bet that Tanaka is not going to win the AL Cy Young in 2021. No. He's not the top of the rotation guy. He'd we have that. NL. He'd be a good NL guy. I think he'd be a good third third starter in the National League. Would you consider him back for way less money? To be way less. 23, we'll say 23 is the minimum. Yeah. Right? Now he's, he's thirty one. He, he's not going to sign a right. one year deal or a two year deal. He's he's probably looking for a five year deal. See, no, you can't give him a five year deal. I have no desire to give him a five year deal. They don't even want to give our next person on our list a five year deal. <laughs> so you want to knock him back? I, I don't know if I figured you out yet. No, I, I would take him back. Like I said, got to be a one, maybe even a two year deal. But I, I don't think you know. The more we talk about it, I don't think it's it's a possibility. So I'm gonna. I would say I would like to see him for short term for cheap. But I don't think that'll happen. So I'm going to go with, thanks for your service, Masahiro. Catch on the flip side, sucker. I thought you were going to say sayonara. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to do that. Okay. All right, who's next? Our last gentleman, probably maybe the top two of popular Yankees right now, and all the chatter of the offseason, DJ LeMahieu. Le Machine. Let me just say this. We're recording this on November 12th, and DJ got shafted in the MVP voting. Yes, he did. I could he not believe that. He got one first place vote. One. Thank you, Brian Hawk. Of course. It was, yeah, like, unfortunately, it was a Yankees reporter who did it. One first place vote. He didn't even come in second. He came in third, right. AJ. Right. Third. But like, that is, can, can, that's mad disrespect. Sorry. Can, can we just Very go disrespectful. Like, if we think about the last couple of years, Aaron Judge with his MVP should have won that year and been uh, rookie of the year, right? So that would have been Which he a, was. For a sweep, right? He got that. You can't doubt that, right? The next year, you have your favorite, not my favorite. Come on, who, who's the, who's our guy that I, we always argue about? That I say should not be a Yankee anymore. Miguel and Duhar. And Duhar hits the ball real far. Right. He should have been rookie of the year. He lost out to... Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, no, the guy from the Angels, whose name has escaped me at the moment. Oh, uh, Shea Otani. Yes. Right. Who was hurt for most of that year, but because he pitched and played the field, let's give him the rookie of the year. When And Duhar had a fantastic year. So, Yankee bias is there for the reporters. I'm not saying by any means that LeMayhew should have been the MVP this year. I'm not saying that, but there should have been a little bit of a closer race. I don't see him as the third place MVP. And there are people saying that because he missed, was it 15, 17 games being injured? 
Was it even that much? I think I think he missed 17 games. Okay. He, he played 50 games. That include playoffs? Ah, uh, that's regular season. Oh, so he missed 10 games. He missed 10 games. I, I, I'm sorry. Any for, 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 for a 60 game COVID. season. For a 60 game season. Yeah, right, right. He, he started the list. He started the year with with, with the COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, 50 games, 41 runs, 71 hits, 10 doubles, two triples, 10 homers, 27 RBI, three stolen bases. 364 batting average. Right. And, and and like, don't even look at the numbers. Like, as a Yankee fan, as a person who watched almost every single at-bat of his, when did the most, when did most of those hits come? Two outs. Probably two outs, two strikes with a man on second or third. Exactly. Exactly. That, that, see that? Great. Team MVP, yes, but he needs to get a little more recognition. Um, Hey, maybe for the Yankees, it's a benefit because he didn't win the MVP, so maybe that keeps the money down a little bit. And I, I did see before they announced that on MLB Network today that he they had the three guys on the screen and Howard Reynolds was chatting these guys up and he commented something to the effect of, I'm comfortable in New York. I, I like what I like New York. And that's before he didn't win the MVP. He wants to be here and the Yanks are going to do him right. I understand why he didn't accept the qualifying offer. He deserves a little more. Yeah. Uh, the years. So he's 31 He'll be 31. He correct? is 31. He is, he is 31. 31. So when the season starts, he'll be on his way to 32. Uh, sorry. He's, yeah, yeah, he's 31. His birthday is uh, in July. So he will turn 32 in okay. the middle of next year. Middle of the season. All right. So whatever next year looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so look, I mean, we know it's coming. Hopefully, hopefully the Yankees can agree in the five year deal. I think five years is ideal, especially for a guy who plays so many positions. You know, he's he, like, you look at Cano. Cano is playing second base, not great. And he never really was a fantastic, agile fielder. But if Cano can play in his upper 30s, I think DJ LeMahieu uh, can definitely handle a five-year deal. Give him 100 mil. I know I know the COVID market is is what's killing the Yankees right now. So, Wait, did you say give LeMahieu a five-year, $100 million contract? Yeah. You don't like it? What would you give him? I give him? You, you, you see, you're going to be in the Yankee camp. You're going to give him four years? I'd go... I, maybe I go four years with the player option. Mm. Okay. Okay. Those, those options are always difficult, though, because I feel like a player option, if he loves New York so much, he's going to take the option. So you might as well just give him the extra year. All right. That's true. That, that makes me sound dumb. All right. No, I'll go with you. I'll go, I'll go five years, 100 mil. I think that's the number that, that, that'll get him. I think it's the number that gets him here because I, I think he wants, because he turned down 18 mil, correct? That's the number he yep. turned down? Okay. So 18 is obviously not going to do it per year. So you got to give him 20. I think going above. Well, no, no, no time. I I don't think it's the 18. No, no. I I mean, it's it's, it's it's the the length of the deal. Yeah. It's the length. Right. But, but still, I think you got to give him a little more just, just for the numbers that you just mentioned. and, And the fact that he could be an MVP candidate again next year with a full season, hopefully under his belt. You know what? I I don't even need MVP candidacy. No. If he continues to hit the way he hits and is a batting champion, I will take a batting champion over the MVP any day. Right. And look, the dude is a team leader. Like you listening to the, the telecast over the year, like they talk about the fact that when he gets in the clubhouse, the first thing he does is sit in his locker and put a Yankee hat on. And it's like game time for him. And that's just that. I do the same thing every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I wake I up and I put my Yankee hat on. That's what I do with my tie. I think that's when I know I'm ready to go. 
but no, like that, that, that's a leader. That's, that's the kind of, kind of guy we need in the clubhouse, especially with a, a young team and a team that needs a little push every now and then he's a workhorse. So give, give him the money, give him the years 30, look 37 years old. Okay. Gardner's there and Gardner's tools are not what LeMayu is. He plays three positions of the possible fourth. That's yeah, true. He plays first, he plays second, he plays third. I don't see him as a shortstop, but I'm sure you can fill him there. I'm sure in a pinch he could play there. He could probably go hang out in left field. Yeah, but our outfield, we have an abundance of outfielders. Not, I'm saying like if you needed a guy who could go play, to, who could like go out there, he's a utility he's, guy. He's no Craig Biggio though. Like Biggio, you put right. in the outfield, you put him in center field at 38 years old, he was still going to get those balls. I don't think DJ is going to do that. Right. But in a pinch, you could put his body out there. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Right. He, he's an infielder. 100%. And I would like to see him as a Yankee for the rest of his life. Give him a World Series ring. He deserves it. I agree. And the first one he gets means this show's over. <laughs> no. We'll just change the title. <laughs> we'll just change the title. That's right. <laughs> we should have just called it The Chase. What were we thinking? Here we, here we are in the first episode and we're already saying, yeah, we screwed up with the name. No, but we're excited. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that in another episode, too. Yeah, there we go. I think we have different <laughs> visions of that, too. Yeah, we, we, we do. <laughs> I am definitely the optimist between the two of us, making bold predictions. If we could go back and share some of those uh, chats we had mm-hmm. in the playoffs. <laughs> but we, got, we, we have a lot to, uh, to get to over the winter. Yeah, just to l- let you know that until the next regular season starts, this show is going to come at you every two weeks. Again, we're dropping here on on Saturdays, and uh, we certainly want to make you a part of the program. So feedback is important. You got questions, comments. Uh, think of us as people who will listen to you, kind of like sports talk radio, except we're not going to cut you off. So if you want to send us an email, you know, feel free to do that. Our email address is feedback at chasefor28.com. That's chasefor28, the number 28 Dot com. You can also connect with us on Twitter. We are at Chase for 28 pod and uh, follow us, connect with us. We want to have conversations, not just between the two of us, but we want to involve you as well. All right, AJ, MLB free agents are out there. Thoughts on Trevor Bauer, the 2020 NL Cy Young award winner. I was shocked. Not that he won the Cy Young. I was shocked when the Indians let him go. I was so surprised. I thought he was a stud in Cleveland. Um, and they're letting pitchers go left and right. So I'm very I'm very confused as to what they're doing out there because they relied on their pitching staff for a number of years. Um, maybe they can just reload. Maybe that's what they're doing right now. They have a lot of young talent. But uh, I, I like Bauer. I know he's got a smart mouth. I think it's perfect for New York. Um, I do hear that him and Garrett Cole do not get along. I don't know if that's going to stop him coming to New York. Now, um, hold on. I, I did read today that, that he commented on that. Mm-hmm, and that was from their time at UCLA. Correct. When, you know, kids are dumb. We know that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I do know that. And look, as, as, as an educator, we see it every day. However, you know, we're going to have two guys, studs, probably ego guys. You know, I'm sure there's an ego there. Who's going to be number one? You got Bauer. who but just they, both want, they both want to win. I know they want to win, but sometimes, look, baseball is, is a selfish sport. It has to be a selfish sport in a good way, right? You want to show that you're the best. That could trickle into the clubhouse, and that could cause division. All right. 
Uh, I will reference a dark period in Yankee history. <laughs> uh, not the 70s, wasn't there. But let's go back to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, two guys, both number one starters, both survived on the same team, won their ring at our expense, but it worked. But I also think they understood that Randy Johnson was the clear cut number one on that team. I don't know if Kurt Schilling would say that, and he says a lot of stuff. He does say a lot, but he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> but if we're going to go looking at, at, at ones and twos, let's go back just a couple of years now and take a look at A-Rod and Derek Jeter. There was hatred there between those two. They can say as much as they want to that there was no, that there was no ill will, but they hated each other. And the team suffered because Derek Jeter was the face of the Yankees, right? And yes. A-Rod tried to step in there and be that smooth talker that he is to this day. That, that really caused a problem on the team. And, I, and I, look, if, if you're going to get Trevor Bauer and you're going to get him to come here and he's going to win games, you know, the only problem is he's another righty. I don't, that, that doesn't bother me. I am more concerned if I, again, not, not to shift away from pitching, but I am more concerned that our lineup is right-handed heavy. I, being a right, if, if we had five right-handed starters, that doesn't bother me. Okay. okay. I, you're right. It doesn't matter. You know, pitchers are going to pitch. They're going to win. They're going to win. It doesn't make a difference. So do you want them? You can't say no to a talent like that. I don't think, I don't think he'll come to the Yankees. And it's not because of Garrett Cole. It's not because of anything else. I think, to be honest, and I know I said this at the beginning of the show, I think the Mets blow him away with an offer. You think Uncle Stevie comes through? Yeah, he, I think that's a, that's their main target. That pitching staff, to the, to the Mets' credit, that pitching staff is beyond bananas when healthy. I have to put that in there because the Mets are another healthy. That if, <laughs> if he goes to that staff, those five, that's nastiness right there. Like that, that's any day they can throw up one run, well, and still lose one nothing because they're the Mets. I was, was going to say, but we've also seen numerous teams in our lifetimes that man, it looks real good on paper, but as they used to stay, say on Sports Center, you don't play games on paper; they, they get played in your television set. I like that. I like that. At the right price, I would take them. I wouldn't break the bank for Trevor Bauer. We can't. We can't. You I, just I, said I, why? He, 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 he's not. A Garrett Cole level pitcher. He's not Zach Granke. He's not Clayton Kershaw. Zach Granke, really? I was thinking from a couple years ago. Leave me from alone. what year ago? Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, maybe. He's not Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> right. His back actually works. That's why. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dodgers fans. <laughs> I'm not apologizing to anybody. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess they got a ring, so it doesn't matter anymore. Because we're Yankee fans. Yes, that's right. Yeah, no, okay, I'm with you. Let's let's move on from Bauer. I do like it. If it was right and it didn't it didn't take away from DJ LeMayhew, I'm okay with it. All right. Next up, uh, this player would need to be acquired via trade, and that would be one Cleveland more more we're pretty soon we're gonna be the New York Indians. Mm-hmm. Um Francisco Lindor. So Lindor's name has been out there for a number of years connected with the Yankees. Like, I think Cleveland knew they were never going to sign him. His popularity and his fame in the game was just doesn't, doesn't work for their market. And that's unfortunate because I have family in Cleveland and I would like to see Cleveland be successful because I remember in the nineties when Cleveland, when Cleveland rocked, Cleveland was awesome. And I really enjoyed that team from the nineties, except when they, they beat us. But I enjoy watching them because I thought, 
you know that, that was that was a that was a good team with Tommy and Bell and Bayerga. Um, it was a really good team. Kenny Lofton, I liked him. Roberto Alomar, that's true, and Sandy, and Sandy, yeah, Sandy, the manager of Cleveland. He was for the he second half for, of the year. Yeah, for Tito. Tito. All right. Yeah, um, I, I, but see now, so, here's the thing: if you go out and you get Lindor again, that's via trade, which means now you're shaking up the Yankee infield because Lindor is a shortstop. We and I have air quotes have a shortstop. All right, AJ, you bring Francisco Lindor in. What happens to the Yankee infield? So I, I know I'm going to get some some pushback for this one. And I'm all I'm all in on Lindor. If it was Lindor or Bauer, I'm going Lindor. I I, I like the idea of him at shortstop. I like the idea of him on the Yankees. I think he's a great personality, and I think he kind of opens the game up a little bit. And I think it's good for the team because for a team that is so business like, I think a guy like him would be a wonderful addition. Because I don't think the Yankees are going business like anymore. I think that shift is coming slowly that we're trying to match the other teams in the league is a little bit more energetical, more fun. And I think the celebrations are there for the Yankees. I think it's coming on. And I think Lindor would really push that team to where they have to go. The only negative of this is, as you said, we have a shortstop. His name is Glaber Torres. And I would put him in the trade for Lindor. Interesting. I can't say that I disagree, but again, we've had some conversations and one way that I went with this and you looked at me funny, you look at me funny right now was let's say you can bring him in, maybe include Luke Voigt in that deal. So one scenario I would see, and I wouldn't be unhappy with would be Arshella at third, Lindor at short, Glaber Torres at second and make LeMahieu the first baseman still playing every day. Cause we've had, that's been part of the conversation. We don't want to cheat LeMahieu out of playing time. He deserves to, he's an everyday player. Mm-hmm. He's not a utility infielder. He could play the multiple positions, but is the value of Luke Voigt going to get any higher as a power hitting first baseman? I, I'm concerned about Luke Voigt going forward. First of all, I don't know if teams actually have a high value for him. Everybody keeps talking about the fact that like Luke Voigt is on the trading block, and I don't think teams see him as like a legitimate power hitter. I think he ran into a couple of fastballs this year, and I think he hit home runs. You know, you you can probably pitch to him and he won't hit. So I don't know if teams are actually putting a lot of value on Luke Voigt. That's why I'm afraid to put him in a deal. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be well, the Yankee. You, I, I don't think you could be the Yankees and be afraid to put him in a deal. I, I understand if you're saying you're the one of the other 29 other teams and you're afraid to accept him in a deal, but I don't think the Yankees should consider him to be untradeable. But I don't think the, I don't think Cleveland would want him. They have they have a first baseman. Look, that's the beauty of sports talk radio and podcasts. <laughs> no, I, I know. Tell you what I, I think. I, I know Voight is the guy that that is the hot one right now. I don't know if I want to see Lemayhu at first base. I feel like that's a wasted spot for him. I feel like he needs to be at second base. I feel like that is where he can lead a defense. And I know I'm a little crazy thinking Glaber I can just, is just expendable. Let him go. I know he's a talented young player, and young is the key word. And Lindor is not that much older. It's only a couple uh, Lindor years. is 26. Right. Glaber's His birthday 20. is actually, as we record this, Saturday. Happy birthday, Francisco Lindor. Happy Feliz cumpleaños, Francisco. I'm o- I'm okay shipping Glaber. Maybe maybe I'm bitter 
because I looked at this year and the slow start, the terrible defense. Look, we can. I don't understand how the guy. This is the, always what gets me with baseball. The guy came up as a shortstop in the minor leagues. He was the number one prospect in the minor leagues because of his hitting and shortstop capability. He comes to the Yankees, he plays second base, does it very well. Plays shortstops, plays shortstop. Looks like me. So. I, <laughs> I was an okay shortstop, but I was better at second base in the outfield. But I'm just saying, I don't understand how that drop happens so quickly. So it makes me nervous because if defense is not there and that correlates with his batting, because look, I'm a, I'm a baseball player, you're a baseball player, we are mental freaks, and if one thing doesn't go well for us, the other thing doesn't go well for us. So if he's not finding connected. that groove, absolutely. If he's not finding his groove, he's not going to play well. So maybe maybe it's time to move on, not because he's not a good player, but because we're going to get somebody who is a better a talent and a more polished player. I would say so. You'd get a guy who is a better fielding shortstop. Defense wins championships. Pick the sport. Defense will win. And he's a lefty. He's left he switch hitter. Is he a switch hitter or is he lefty? Uh, he's a switch hitter. Throws righty, of course. But again, if you throw out this year, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, we're looking at 33 home runs, 38 home runs, 32 home runs. So power numbers are up. He's only 26. He's going to, he's, he'll be turning 27. You know, batting average last three years, not counting 2020, 273, 277, 284. You know. All right. So if we're going to, if we're going to go with this for a second, we skipped, we skipped one guy in the free agents. So we're going to talk about Lindor. The other option, if we don't get Lindor and you still want to, trade Glaber at what could be a high value, you got your boy out there. To welcome him back would be so glorious. Yes, indeedy. Oh my goodness. I hated to I see would, him go. Hated to see him I go. I did. You know, let, let me, uh, um, and I'm at, as uh, our podcast buddy Sully says, uh, I'm on baseballreference.com, the single greatest website on the planet Earth. <laughs> uh, let me uh, let me pull up Didi here. So, Sir Didi, is 30. He will be 31 in February. I wouldn't have a problem bringing him back to play shortstop and sign him to a three-year deal. He's a free agent. Okay, but see, now I didn't realize he was up there in age. I'm going to say up there in age because we're up there in age. Um, Now you're going to have Urshela, who's, I believe, 29. Correct? I think he's 29. You're going to have Didi, who's 30-plus. You're going to have LeMayhu, who's 30-plus. You're going to have Luke Voigt, who's upper 20s as well. So now now we're getting... Urshela just turned 29. Right. How old is Luke Voigt? Can you check that out, please? Sure. I feel like he would probably be 27, 28, you know, but he's up there and he's, he's I don't want to say injury prone, but he's injury prone. It's two years in a row where something came down. He was Voigt is 29. He will also wow. be 30 in February. Okay. So now we're going to have an, out, an infield who's 30. Everybody 30, maybe you can't go with Didi. And I hate to say it like that because I love him. I loved him. I think he's a great ambassador for the game and a great guy in New York. Can't take another 30-year-old. Can't. When, you have, when there's this potential 26-year-old. Right. But see, now, see, see, that's the weird thing. Are we trying to get the average age of this team down? I, now, granted, it was up for a while where it was like 33 and up. Mm-hmm. You, you go back well, to 2017 with the baby like bombers. 50. Right. <laughs> you know. But now it's like, for two seasons, we we couldn't have an infield that was average age 30 to 31. 
See, but then th- th- that's what it comes down to. You can't keep saying for two years this, for two years that. It's time now to have these guys locked up for a long period of time. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do Lemayhew, as we said, five year deal, you got to have guys around him that are not switching continuously. You can't have this conversation a couple of years. Okay, two year deal. Now it's time for another another deal. So now we're re-up. building this team around DJ Lemayhew. You have to. How can you not? You have your infield. You're building around. You're building around him as the infielder, and we're already building around our outfield. That's already set. We've got our outfielder who's, who we're building around. Now we have our infield. We have our number one and two guy. Now we're building this team around. Correct? Right? Judge and LeMahieu are the guys right now. Everything else is up in the air. Our catcher's up in the air. Our pitching staff is okay. Our center fielder is here for seven years, but who knows what he's going to be. Right? Our first baseman is questionable. See, <laughs> our shortstop this is, is questionable. Where, this is where we, 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 we are two different kinds of Yankee here. fans. <laughs> No, this is fun. Yeah, it'll be good. You know, we I, have a, we have I, a lot of content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we 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 will do an episode about the outfield. We will dive into the infield, the pitching staff, you know, the catcher. The catcher. We might not be able to get to the catcher this year before before uh, <laughs> he might be gone before we record an episode about the catching position. But see, now that's the beauty of doing this show. Yes, we're saying every two weeks, if something interesting happens. We'll put out an episode. We'll, we will get on, we will record, and you might get something in the feed out of the regular schedule. So we are certainly on top of this. But to kind of wrap up that that little bit of talk about Lindor, do you want him, yes or no? Yes. I'm Would not you do GM. whatever it takes to get him? Oh, man. That's that's see, that's the tough part of the question. I'm going to go with yes, because if I said I'm, I'm willing to give up Glaber, then I'm that's okay kind of yeah. That's kind of... That's kind of the upper echelon of the deal. I don't think that's what it's going to come down to, but it could, and I'd be okay with it. Right. I'd love to hear. We, we, the, we might have to, to hear the listeners' it, opinion on that one. Yeah, let, let us know what your thoughts are at Chase for Twenty Eight Pod on Twitter. Feedback at Chase for Twenty Eight dot com. Let us know your thoughts. Do you want Francisco Lindor? Do you want to sign Trevor Bauer? Do you want to say goodbye to Brett Gardner? Let us know. All right, let's wrap this up. We got uh, just some. Quick Yankee news, and I I say quick, but it's kind of world-changing because the minor league system is, uh, as Elvis would say, all shook up. Uh There you go. Minor league baseball is changing in 2021, and uh, the Yankees will be reducing their number of minor league affiliates, as are all major league baseball teams. The Yankees are reducing from 10 minor league affiliates down to six, and uh, we are saying goodbye to two local affiliates, the Trenton Thunder and the Staten Island Yankees. Now I bring that up because Trenton actually holds a special place in my heart. Trenton, a Trenton Thunder game that I attended when I was, and this is when they were still affiliated with the Tigers. So we're going late nineties. Um, attended a Trenton Thunder game as part of a baseball camp that I was attending when I was younger. And it's where I got my first foul ball. And, you know, I'd been to Yankee games up until that point and never got a foul ball or anything. But Trenton Thunder was able to run out of the stadium, go down by the Delaware River, get a foul ball. And uh, that, that was just really cool. And I think somewhere in my attic, I still have that Trenton Thunder foul ball. But uh, and I've also been to Staten Island. See, I, I've never been to Staten Island. I've been to Trenton Thunder games. But for me, this is just part of what uh, happens in minor league baseball. So I went up, yeah. I went to college up in Oneonta. And for the longest time, the Oneonta team up there for the minor league was the Oneonta Yankees. 
And I was all excited to go up there and go watch a Yankee game. And when I got up there, they were no longer the Oneonta Yankees. They were the Oneonta Tigers. So <laughs> um, for me, like this is just what happens. It's just sad because the Staten Island Yankees and the Thunder have been in the organization for such a long time. It's like a staple around here. And you hear a lot of the guys who are Yankees and who played for the Staten Island Yankees were like local kids who made their way up to the, to the majors. And, uh, and that's going to be, that's going to be a sad story, but you know, we are getting the Hudson Valley Renegades, uh, which is somewhat local, a New York team up in Dutchess County. Um, I remember going to one of their games when they were like first started, they were a Texas Rangers organization back in the day. So now I, I imagine AJ that is, is it close for you to go to see a Hudson Valley? Cause you're a North Jersey guy. Yeah. It's about, it's about an hour and a half. It's, it's like going to Trenton, but now you wouldn't have to go to Trenton. Because we have now become affiliated with, or we'll go the other way around, <laughs> yeah. uh, the new double-A affiliate of the Yankees is the Somerset Patriots, which, fun fact, I used to work for. Not on did the field, really? but Check I did, out. yeah. Check that out. I, I spent the summer counting alcohol. I worked for the concession company. <laughs> one for you, one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, That's a local team. That's I think that's still pretty far for me. I do have some uh, local baseball in my backyard with the uh, New Jersey Jackals in Montclair and the Rockland Boulders in Rockland, obviously, in Pomona. <laughs> and those those teams are, are like, they were independent, but I think this year their independent status changed, so they're actually part of Major League Baseball. I don't know where they fit fit in. They're, they're not a single-A team. But they're independent, but they fit in with Major League Baseball. So I usually go to their games. Look, I, I'm, I, I'd never been to one of these games where one of these guys have been like the star, you know? So just a nice, it's a nice alternative when you have young kids and you're trying to take them to a baseball game. Yeah. When they don't care about baseball quite yet. Right. For the, <laughs> for the Rockland boulders, who's, I don't even think they're Rockland boulders, they're the New York boulders now, excuse me. Right. They which, which I heard name. on another podcast doesn't make yeah. sense because Rockland is known for rocks. Yes, and boulders. boulders. So um, that kind of bothered me. But they have a playground and a train. So imagine what the kids love to do when we go to the game. Speaking of playgrounds, so they have mini golf. Last there, year was say it again. They have mini golf as well. Mini golf. Uh, my oldest son, he's in the third grade, and uh, we brought him to a couple of Yankee games in 2019. And one of the games I brought him to, he was like, um, we went with my parents, and they were like, oh. Go take him to the playground up in the up and out in right field. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. What's happened to our but society? He, he loved it. They got uh, the entertainment screens. The baseball game. Just go watch the game. Sit there and like it. He, he did like it while he had a foot long hot dog and one of these mega milkshake things mm-hmm. that they <laughs> big as his head. Um, but so I, I have been to the playground out in right field. He loved it. I could still watch the game on TV and he was playing on the mustard and the glove. So, I mean, anyway, uh, back to the minor leagues. So what does the minor league system look like in 2021? Uh, we still got AAA Scranton, which I hope to get to that park. I hear wonderful things about uh, the uh, PNC something or other that they play out out in Scranton. Yeah. It's a beautiful park, recently refurbished. Uh, the Yankees themselves are part owners of the team, so they are invested in more ways than one. Uh, we got Double A, the Somerset Patriots, which AJ, I'm sure that bothers you in some way that you'd be rooting for a team called called the Patriots. The Patriots, yes, I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah, you're one of them weirdos who likes I am. the Jets I and am the Yankees. Yes, I take one team that wins and one team that makes me miserable. 
There you go. <laughs> and, uh, uh, a ball will be the Hudson Valley Renegades. Uh, low A will be the Tampa Tarpons because they play at uh, the complex in Tampa. And the Yankees will still field a Dominican summer team known as, you guessed it, the Dominican Summer League Yankees. Wait, so this Tampa team is not the Tampa Yankees anymore either? No, they became the Tarpons a couple years ago. Yeah, they changed their team from the, yeah. Okay. Look, and I I hate to say it like this, but the minor leagues, I think there should be a shakeup to begin with because those guys who are playing get nothing. They deserve more. You got career guys who are just trying to make make some ends meet and these guys are living their guys dream. like Mike Ford who didn't make right. his debut until a couple years ago. And he's, he's 30 plus, right? Like yeah. these guys, these guys deserve more. So hopefully the shakeup will be helpful to their pockets so that if you're going to follow your dream, you can actually do it where you're not sacrificing, you know, a livelihood for your family. I know some of these guys who were like drafted, my buddy of mine, right? He was drafted. He was a pitcher, um, pitched in like low a ball, rookie ball and then was substitute teaching when he was back home and then he just stopped his dream and he got a full-time job doing whatever he's doing so hey i hope for their sake that these guys can live their dream and and the shakeup is a positive thing and, and it puts money in their pockets they deserve it absolutely all right before we go aj let's uh let's wrap it up with the answer to our yankee trivia question for the episode and the question again was which former yankees and red sox pitcher holds the Yankee all-time record for most regular season complete games pitched with 261. AJ, who was it? The answer to a trivia question is Red Ruffing. I'm sure everybody knew that one. The Hall of Famer pitched for the Red Sox from 1924 to 1930 and for the Yankees from 1930 to 1946. He threw 335 regular season complete games in his career, 73 with Boston, 261 with the Yankees and one with the White Sox. He threw, threw another eight complete games in the World Series, all with our New York Yankees. Very cool. We will come at you again in a couple of weeks with more Yankee chatter, more Yankee trivia. And if you want to be a part of the show, you have opinions just like AJ and myself. Uh, so we want to hear from you. Email us feedback at chasefor28.com. Also, connect with us on Twitter at ChaseFor28Pod. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Chase for 28. You can support the show in three ways. Number one, you can first and foremost tell a fellow Yankee fan about the podcast and get them to subscribe. Number two, you can become a legend. Go visit ChaseFor28.com slash legend and you can support the podcast that way. And C, you can grab some great Chase for 28 merch. Visit chasefor28.com slash merch. AJ, we did it. First episode. Put it in the books. Susan? I'm I'm very glad we got to do this. I'm looking forward to several weeks and months of Yankee chatter. And as much as I would love for them to win the World Series, I do hope this continues and we move forward with our chase for many world championships. There you go. They're inside baseball, inside podcasting. That's the next name of the show. The chase for many, many more world championships. Bigly. <laughs> Bigly. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Take care. Go Yanks.